0: Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Oh! You, you say it, yeah. Right now. So we're already recording.
1: Yeah. Right on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is Andrew Albert, and you're listening to Birchwood
1: Podcast. That's going to sound good. You've got a deep, rich voice. big... Uh, I wanted to get on the radio when I started this shit. Did you really?
2: Like this is what your
0: life like. Yeah. Try to live the life right. Yeah. People really know you push yeah. your buttons like Type right This is like a movie, but yeah. it's really very lifelike yeah. Every single night, right? Yeah. Every single fight, right? I was looking at the gram and I don't even like lights. I was screaming at my daddy, told me it ain't Christ-like. I was screaming at the referee, just like Mike. Looking for a bright light. Like. See what your life like, riding on a white bike, feeling mm. like a sight fight, pressing on the gas, supernova for a night like Screaming at my dad, and he told me it ain't Christ-like, but no. They never tell you yeah. when you're being like Christ. Yeah. Only ever seeing me, yeah. only when they need me. Like if Tyler Perry made a movie for bt yeah. Searching for a deity. Yeah. Now you wanna see it free. Now you wanna see it free. Yeah. Let you see it through your piece. Yeah. Tell me what your life like. Yeah. Turn it down a bright light. Driving with my dad and he told me you. it ain't Christ like. I'm just trying to find, yeah. I've been looking for a new way. Yeah. I'm just really trying not yeah. to really do the full way. I don't have a cool way yeah. being on my best though. Yeah. Lock up on a text though. Yeah. Nothing else next though. Not another word, let a picture or a desmo. Wrestling with God, I don't really wanna wrestle. Man, it's really right, like everything in my life. Arguing with my dad, and he said it ain't Christ-like. Man
2: I'm yeah. get you like yeah. your, I be on my yeah. I woke up this morning yeah. I said my prayers yeah. I'm all doing good I try to talk Just to my, my dad get you. him some advice he starts spazzing on yeah. me I start spazzing yeah. he said ain't hey, Christ like I said ah!
1: Friday November 1st you're listening to Birchwood podcast the voice you're hearing is that of Shane Ogden father electrician husband comedian take your pick I wear a lot of hats and hats ...are important for bald guys. Uh, big announcement coming up. Uh, I'm going to save that to closer to the end of my speech here. Um, because uh, i got some negative feelings to go through and uh, just wanted to end on something positive. So I'm going to give you like a little sandwich. And in the, you know, one crust of bread is is this happy hello that we're getting right now in the middle... There's some peanut butter. It's uh, it's good for you, but it you know, takes some chewing. And then uh, we'll end off on a light fluffy crust of a uh, special announcement. How does that sound for your podcast sandwich today? I hope you're doing good. Uh, if I sound a little hoarse, it's because I've been working in the rain. Uh, see, I felt that that was some bullshit, but my boss felt uh, that uh, people needed heat pumps anyway. Because uh, he has to make money in order to pay me. So, you know, I, I see his point. But uh, I had rain running down the uh, crack of my ass today. Which is uh, part of the reason I chose November Rain for the Exit song. Um, <laughs> also, it has a kind of a double meaning because Andrew Albert's new album, which is available now on Spotify and iTunes, and uh, directly from Andrew Albert... Um, it's called Guns and Yoga. So I decided to leave with a uh, Guns N' Roses song, November Rain, which I've always loved. And uh, hey, it's November and uh, it's been raining. So there you go. Lots of meaning. The, uh, the first song I chose, it's called Follow God uh, by Kanye West. It's off his new gospel record, which I never thought I'd say. <laughs> but, uh, I think Kanye's lost his fucking mind, but I like the beat. Uh, I like the rhythm. I like the background singer. I like the whole arrangement. So I, that's a snappy little tune to start the podcast off with. And then we're going to leave, uh on a and November rain. So here we are, um, talking into a phone once again. That is Birchwood Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, uh, liking the Facebook page, check out the Facebook page. I've got pictures uh, associated with this recording. And if you want to reach out, it's birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to read whatever on the podcast and get more connected with uh, the listeners. So yeah, uh, as I said, uh, big announcement coming. Uh, Stay tuned. This is the podcast I'm going to... Make the announcement on. So uh, my interview with Andrew Albert was um, uh, something uh, special. I'm going to describe it uh, soon. But uh, in the discussion, you know, I talked about uh, Demon of the Past, which was my run-in with Stu Hughes. Uh, Not everybody who listens knows this. Some people know it in this comedy community, certainly it's no secret that uh, Stu Hughes, um, founder of Funny Fest, um, can be a, a bit of a, a demon, a bit of a loose cannon, uh, kind of crazy. Known to punch people. He threw a disabled comic's crutches off the stage. He made a loan from my friend Monica for $10,000 and never paid it back. He. Um, beat me almost to death. And I explain the story uh, while I'm talking to Andrew. I will say it's been a healing process. I haven't... um, I've worked through my psychotic hatred of Stu, and I've accepted that as as something that happened and something that is the past. And um, it's taken me decades to forgive someone. Uh, that I wanted to kill. I make no bones about it. I mean, if my life had have been. Um, not surrounded by the people who love me. And count on me. Um, I would have spent the rest of my days hunting him down and killing him. And there isn't a part of me that's kidding about that. Um, see and I explained in the interview. Uh, wh- wh- where my hatred went. And why it's gone. And for anyone who's listening that does comedy and is shocked by this information, uh, the whole story's in this podcast. And um, I have let it go. It's over. I have no desire to have any contact with Stu Hughes. But um, if you're taking a gig from Stu, uh, all I can say is get the money up front and duck and cover because he's a swinger. <laughs> Maybe not anymore. And I have to admit, uh, you know, and you know, there's a lot of victim blaming that defenders of Stu uh, like to participate in. And Andrew Albert kind of does that in the interview a little bit. I mean, he's trying to see both sides of the coin and I don't think he's... I think he's well-intentioned. But the fact of it is, uh and he does admit in the interview that the, you know the fact of it is is not right what this gentleman did to me um so having said all that uh I was a mouthy kid at the time but being a mouthy kid uh you know I was demanding that he pay me and he did not take kindly to those demands <laughs> Um, so we're talking about something that happened over 20 years ago, but it doesn't make it less relevant. Uh, and I don't think anybody should have the right to minimize it, which I think people do. Uh, I don't, you know, when I was young, I thought everybody would rally around me and not take his gigs out of, um, loyalty to me or something, you know? Um, uh, but you find out that, Human beings are like rats on a ship and they will all run over you to get to dry land. Sorry to say, uh, everybody's got to look out for themselves. So I don't blame everybody for doing funny fest and um, contributing to Stu's limited success. I I, would, I get it. If uh, Stu had beat someone else almost to death... I'd go oh that poor guy and then I'd probably go ahead and take the gig. No, you know what? I say that but I probably wouldn't. You know? But hey, whatever. You're his friend, I get it, you know. You've never seen that side of him. But I saw the demon. <laughs> I saw him and uh and uh, he's a he's a piece of shit. You know, I'm not going to defend Stu Hughes. He's a human piece of garbage. But I don't have any hatred toward him anymore, um, and my life is far too valuable to spend any more time discussing him. So that I, I put a nice bow on this by saying, the forgiveness is for me, uh, not for Mister Hughes. So there you go. That was a little deep. Um, but let's let's steer a little bit more toward the positive. I connected with my son finally tonight, and I really felt like I did. And um, for those of you who've been listening, it's a milestone. For those of you who haven't, just a quick recap. Um, My son is 17, and I've had a hard time connecting with him. Any other dads out there um, that feel this way about their son? You know, uh, if I swing right, he swings left. If I push up, he pulls down. If I... You know, walk, he runs. And, you know, it's just we are opposites in a lot of ways. But maybe not fully opposites. You know, when I really think about it, what was I trying to do? What are we all trying to do? Be different than our parents. Right? So I went full dad beast mode tonight when we had our heart-to-heart. And... I'm not going to get into the details. I would love to tell you exactly what was said, but out of respect for my son, I can't do that Uh, because, you know, it's his life and he's got a beautiful life and he's doing great with it. I'm very proud of my son and I'm very happy that I connected with him and I hope to have him sit down one day on the podcast. Uh, That's a, a little dream of mine, so hopefully we can make that happen. And uh, hey, you know, shout out to my son Casey. I love him so much. He's my firstborn, and I'm, I'm proud of him. He's incredibly talented, and uh, yeah, listen to me. Gosh, hey, everybody thinks their kids are the greatest, right? Unless you're a piece of shit, right? Imagine my kid sucks. My kid sucks. He's No, I can't even. I can't even joke about it. That's how shitty being a good dad is. It really sucks, you know. Really sucks for being funny. (laughs) I want to do a whole series of jokes there about what shit kids I have, but they are uh, little darling angels. uh, And that they know that they're not darling angels. They they fuck up all the time. They just like they're humans, you know. But they're great humans. And if you knew them, you'd love them. Period. And I hope that you connect with your kids and you feel good about your relationships with your uh, loved ones. November 1st, man. How many days until Christmas? Let's not think about it. I see the Christmas decorations up already. It's, It's Halloween. Well, it's Halloween yesterday. How many kids came at your door? None came to my door. Actually, I wouldn't know because I haven't been at my door. I've been at Punchline's Comedy Club. Um, but before I get into that, <laughs> uh, let me talk to you about uh, a few things. It's been crazy hectic lately, and it's kind of impossible to tell you my uh, and a big announcement. I kind of already did. Um, so let's just get into that. Right here's supposed to be the nice part of the, the uh, talk we're having. And that is that uh, Chuckles Comedy Club no longer exists. We are now Punchline's Comedy Club in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. And uh, we're really excited about uh, this new venue and this new name. Uh, We couldn't... We just outgrew that space. And um, we had dealings uh, with people at Chuckle's Lounge and and we no longer have that connection. And it was just time to spread our wings and be independent. And now we truly have ownership of uh, our name and our vision and our, you know, so punchlines comedy club has a renewed focus on um, more uh, enhanced and positive experience uh, both on the side of the comedian and the audience member we're going to have a renewed focus on um, customer service we're going to make sure that people are getting served well you know getting their drinks and and getting uh, checked in on often and and we're going to have some concessions maybe some pizza popcorn that sort of thing But what we're going to have uh, that's the same as Chuckles is world-class comedy. And we're very, very excited about our new comedy club on 9 Sydney Street in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. And it's called Punchlines Comedy Club. And you can check it all out at punchlinescomedyclub.ca. Our grand opening is November 15th and 16th with Rob Ross, uh, who is uh, uh, one of Canada's greatest uh, writers. And performers, a very funny comedian, we're very excited, and who better, uh, to have debut Punchlines Comedy Club than Rob Ross. Also on that show is uh, John Forward, a local comedian, friend of mine, and uh, who else is on that show? Oh yeah, uh, one of St. John's finest comedians, Chris Hovey, will also be there. Uh, also, a local comedian, comedian. Uh, Also a friend of mine. And uh, so it's exciting. We have a nice lineup of people. uh, Also hosting that show, I believe, is Andrew Evans, who's devastatingly funny as well. So you're really getting two headliners and two local openers. And it's uh, two hours of solid entertainment. And that is uh, Punchline's grand opening, November 15th and 16th. Again, check it out, punchlinescomedyclub.ca. Great, so I told you, huh? That's great. Now, I said that I was going to end this positively, and I'll find a way. But first, I have to tell you, I'm wore out. I'm wore right out, man. I have been burning the candle, not just at both ends, but in the middle as well. And the the wax is melting and burning my hands. I can't keep up with it, man. I need relief. I need a break. I don't know. <laughs> Just working, you know, between forty-five and fifty hours a week, and then uh, doing uh, punchlines renovations at night. It's it's all caught up with me. You know, I'm chasing after the kids, and Alicia's father is in the hospital. Um. So yeah, I I don't know what I don't know what's happening with Alicia's dad. Um. I know that he's not well. Um, I know that he had a fall and that he was unresponsive for a period of time. Uh, he is responding now. He doesn't seem to be as cognizant. Like when he has, you could see it in his eyes that he knows what he's thinking but then he has trouble getting the words out to match his thoughts and he seems overwhelmed if you ask him more than a few, you know, one question at a time really slowly. If you ask him like a couple of quick things, he really can't put it together, so There, right. oh, excuse me. Whoo, sorry, I know uh, one of <laughs> one listener mentioned they hate it when I yawn. I'm sorry because it makes you yawn, you know, and what, this is Friday morning, right, you want to be nice and awake, and I'm not helping, sorry about that, but, uh, getting back to Leachie's dad, yeah, it's, uh, it's a concern, and it's really wearing my partner out, you know, uh, my sweet Leachie, she, she's, she didn't, her candle's just in the inferno, she's, um, so, you know, the dogs are a challenge, the, the child care is a challenge, um, and I'm up against it with the punchline's deadlines. But we're going to all make it happen, right? That's what I'm going to leave you with. This positive affirmation. It is November 1st. It's the first day of the new month. And you got this, right? This is your time to shine. It is Friday, right? Right? Could be payday for some people. Uh, you know, if it's not payday, you got the weekend. The weekend is here. You know, a little bit of time off. And uh, yeah, the weekends are a fun time, right? Enjoy your family and your friends. And that's what I'm looking forward to this evening. Leeshi and I are having a date night. And we are looking forward to watching our show, Atypical, which I highly recommend. It is hilarious and touching, and we love that show. And again, that's streaming on Netflix. It's called Atypical. Uh, I won't bother telling you what it's about, because all I can say is it's funny and touching, and I know you'll love it. Also coming up on Netflix, a new season of Wentworth, which is like the uh, Australian version of Orange is the New Black. Very, very... uh, intense dramatic show and uh, we like that one okay good. Ooh, I'm sorry I'm sorry to those listeners that don't like the <laughs> Um but yeah so I'm looking forward to date night tonight with Leisha. I hope you're looking forward to your weekend with your friends and family and uh, yeah so this is my interview uh, with Andrew Albert as I said he's got a brand new album uh, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, or uh, I don't know if Andrew has a website. He may mention that in the interview, but Andrew Albert on all social media. Check him out. Uh, check out his new album, Guns and Yoga. And I really hope you enjoy your weekend, and I really hope you enjoy my interview with comedian Andrew Albert.
2: <laughs> lady
1: lying in the front. <laughs>
2: Meow. She does have the best hair ever, but, right? Right? Sure. You,
0: and those nails. Do you, do you work in this? Do you do work in this business. Do you? Do you do hair for a living? What, what do you do, my dear?
2: I work at Xerox.
0: You work at Xerox. How the fuck do those nails not just get in the way all day long? Making cafes at Xerox.
2: What do we do at Xerox? Right. What
0: do we do at Xerox anymore? I don't know. Is paper is still
2: use paper? It's like having a job at Yellow Pages. I'm... It's time to look for another job. Oh
0: <laughs> 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 what, what was shut out, shout out back oh up! <laughs> right. I See, I don't even have to do callbacks to the other fucking material. <laughs> Let the audience sort it of out. I'm just gonna
2: fucking,
1: let's pass the mic around tonight. <laughs> the audience take care of their own fucking jokes. You've got a deep, rich voice. big, uh, I wanted to get into radio when I started this shit. Did you really? Yeah.
0: I was, uh, it's what I went to school for. I was kind of the middle class family that, uh, was always expected you were going to go to university anyway, so I had to try to find something in the arts that, uh, tickled my fancy, and I was heading towards radio. And it was in those years where, like, uh, you know, Don Imus and, and Howard Stern were taking over markets, right? They were yeah. So, basically, they're doing these, you know, there's their radio shows. And you think about it, you know, if Howard was out of New York, um, every market that bought his show killed three jobs in the radio industry, right? You think about that. Well, because every city, if, he, if, if, if Montreal had, for example, my hometown... Right. Montreal had Stern. There's three fucking jobs out the window, right? right. The three morning crew, you know? Yeah. So basically in the those early 90s, whenever, when the radio was going in that direction, they, I remember my radio prof was like, you guys have chosen a terrible time to get into this business. And, um, yeah, that's when I, uh, we, I was already going to, to comedy shows often because my roommate was, uh, back, I don't know if you remember the, did you ever play the, um, we're of the same vintage. We're of the same, I think we started around the same time. Or I started in July of 98. Yeah. 98, 97, 98. First yeah. time on stage. I can't yeah. remember Because we've known
1: each other for a long time. Yeah. But I'm really excited to, you know, reacquaint myself with you because I often, now that I'm old... Older, I wonder who you are as a person. Before I was like, oh, "What's this guy all about? Cocky. What's this comedy? Cocky about? You know, break. yeah, yeah, like,
2: yeah. What's, well, this,
1: what's this guy doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we all, uh, or, or speaking just as a comedian about comedy, and, and I wondered, you know, now that you're coming and you're performing at our club, I was wondering, like. Where you came from, who you are, what in this radio thing I've never heard before. Yes, yeah. we've had a million so I was, conversations. I but.
0: was planning on, uh, you know, I all through uh mm-hmm. college and then university, college was in Quebec because I went in the Quebec system, so like you do the CGEP, so basically it's like grade 12, 13, you do CGEP. I always had a radio station, uh, radio show at the school, I always wanted to po- perform in some sort of way, even when I was a kid. We this is a deep, dark secret that uh, will be shared to your listeners and your listeners only grade five I did a dance with Christine I always wanted to perform it didn't matter what it was I just wanted to be on stage we danced at the uh, end of school just to do a little you know what I mean like you do like the, oh we're gonna do a little s- skit at the end of the school yeah. Well, we fucking danced to wham wake me up before
1: you go go oh how God. I didn't
0: <laughs> end up gay I don't know <laughs> I don't know how I'm not just sucking tons and tons of dick right but now.
1: Because you were, what'd you say, grade five? Yeah,
0: exactly, right? And then you knew what we
1: did the next year. You can't year? even be a sexuality in grade five. The next year. <laughs>
0: Beastie Boys, Paul Revere, fucking me and the boys walking around with empty beers and (laughs) shotguns, just me and my homies and a quart of beer and Christina McLean, Christina McLean did a dance with uh, Tracy Murphy and it was uh, that Samantha Fox, touch me, touch me, I want to be your your body body. and they're little girls
2: in grade six fucking touching themselves, man, the fucking place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we grew up fast in one year, man. One year, grade five to six.
1: So you and I have haunted many Western uh, bars, absolutely and legions. Scenes <laughs> them all, bud. <laughs> you put a lot of miles on, as you were telling me earlier.
0: Holy Christ, it's crazy. Like yeah. I said, uh, for, like I said last night, forty-eight weekends I was booked last year. And last year was good for me because I had um, basically I had a piata I had my apartment in Calgary, and my girlfriend is in Montreal. So basically, I was booking myself five weeks here. Five weeks there, five weeks here, and I was just bouncing back and forth, basically. Yeah. Sometimes the longest I'd be gone would be uh,
1: two months or whatever, but for the most part... Did it you was... sublet your apartment while you were gone? Uh, from
0: time to time, I did. There was a few guys that came through. Uh, but a you want to
1: trust some people, right? Yeah, yeah, like Zed
0: Lacker stayed there for a bit, Obviously, which you fine. trust Zeddy. Yeah. I, tr- I trust yeah. Zed Lacker. He didn't leave it the cleanest, though, I fucking tell you that. Just because well, you put the... I'll give him
1: shit next weekend. The mo- <laughs>
0: <laughs> just because you put the mop in the kitchen didn't mean you used it. <laughs> I'll bust I'll just put this here. I'll just put this here. <laughs> I'm looking at the floor like, you did not put this around there. That, oh, man. But anyway, no, it was fine. And, um, I'll play him this clip right. when I'm uh, interviewing yeah. him. And then ask him about it. <laughs> Albert says you're a pig. Yeah, dirty, dirty boy. No, he's a great guy. And uh, yeah, that, that worked out great. I think he took it at one point and he was coming, or I can't remember if it was a month or two. or And then there was a, yeah, it was a couple times I was able to sublet it. It was just nice because to have that... That. not that you had to but at least yeah. it's not you and, know and and it was good for the bookings because yeah. then you're five weeks with this agent and then you're this way and you're you're piecing together so you don't get tired in any one market. Well,
1: Calgary's a good strategic location because there's a few in-town shows happening yeah. and there's also Edmonton, Red Deer like it's just close to to yeah. the western ride. Yeah.
0: Now yep. there's yeah, and uh, what is it? Med, uh, is it Medicine Hat where the the Foley girl is?
1: Uh, is she running some stuff? Up she there? has a she
0: has a weekly. Yeah, she has a show. Yeah, it's not a ton of money, but it's five hundred bucks or whatever. It's it's good when it it'll fill. If you got a you know a weekend that you know is a tough one to fill, it's uh, you know because there's certain months that we know. You know, mid summer January gets funky. You know, yeah. after the Christmas rush, it always slows down. So it's good to. To just even take those little gigs, if six hundred bucks, four hundred bucks, who fucking cares? Just take that, yeah. fill that weekend, and if something bigger comes along, I, I'll I'll uh, always warn people. You know what I mean? Like if they're saying, "Hey, I can do a show for two hundred and fifty bucks on a Saturday," I always say, "I'll take your gig, but if any corporate comes up, you have to know I won't I won't bail on you within two weeks, and you know what I mean? Really screw up your shit. But just know if this is all you're offering me. These are the conditions. Yeah. You know what I mean. If I get a, you get a two thousand. That's smart call,
1: too. That's smart too because it lets the booker know that what they're offering might not be part. the best. Yeah, and and it's a it's a polite way to yeah. remind them. Yeah, rather than saying fuck you, I'm not taking your gig. No, no. See, no. see, you know what I learned as a booker, and I, I don't believe in. Uh, I don't know. I think karma or whatever energy you want to say. I'm not a hippie. I'm not a God person. But there's a reason I became a booker. And I think it was because I was such an asshole comedian. Two bookers. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, you didn't spell my name right on the poster. What the fuck? right, right. You right. know, like, that wasn't fair. The way I was to people right. wasn't fair. So now that I get to see behind the curtain, the other side... Now I'm like, okay. But I also understand why the comedians feel the way they do. Because I've fucking been standing in the Edmonton uh, Casino. And your name spelled wait, wrong. Waiting, <laughs> waiting for them to accept the fact that I don't have a credit card. And right. they weren't going to let me stay in the hotel. Oh, so real? until showtime, yeah. I stood in the lobby with my suitcase. Embarrassed. And just, okay, Shane, now... Uh, Showtime. Okay, so I'll leave my suitcase there and for real. Yes, Ugh, and, that, that's and gross, I right? remember being treated that way. So one thing I said to Julie when we set this up was, I said, make sure that you know our credit card is on file for incidentals. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that when they come,
0: we w- always have had that. So it's every other time we have that. Oh, I don't have your
1: name here. Oh, maybe it's under the thing. Maybe it's a yeah. So that. Just that small thing. If yeah. a, if a guy can come to town or a girl comedian, whatever, come to town and just slide into their room. Yeah, I I remember it's how such f- a big thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: You know what happened to me? It's I mean, the
1: experience.
0: This is two fucking weeks ago. Tony Crollo, Tony Crollo of Yuck Yucks. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking Booker at Yuck Yucks. They don't give a fuck about uh, nobody. Yeah. Right. So Tony and. I, he fucking lied to me, and that's the worst. Yeah. When you're in ai I'm a 44 year old man, and I got lied to, and I know that he lied to me. So check this out. I'm heading up to um, new, past Newmarket in uh, above Toronto. Toronto okay, yeah. so we're like 45, we're an hour north of Toronto, whatever it was, wherever the gig was. They were supposed to have me a show, uh, a, a hotel in Newmarket. The show is 15 minutes after that, 20 minutes after that. Further up north, okay. So I'm getting further and further away. Tony gives me a shout and says, "They got you a room in Newmarket. Are you going to use it?" First of all, you never—you had told me at the beginning that there was no fucking rooms, but now you did it. But thank you. But like, inform me, man, because I've yeah. already made calls. I've already got a place to stay in Toronto, like a fucking loser. Hey, can I sleep in your son's bed? Blah 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 blah. You know, exactly. like that's. I know. Room. I know. You know. Hey, it's a. 800 or not even it was a you know it was a mid-range gig you know it's like 600 bucks uh no room do you want it where is it an hour north of fucking toronto i'm like holy christ i'm coming from montreal you know so i gotta set up the i gotta set up the the shit and i do that anyway long story longer he he uh says you're in Newmarket holiday and i show up in new market little things bro they're like, oh, we don't have you on file. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, and I'm checking the guy, and then I'm looking at the gig sheet, and then I finally call the uh, the client. He's like, oh, bud, we uh, we got you in Markham. Uh, that the, the that was sold out. I called Tony last night, and I sent him an email. Two times. He contacted him fucking twice. And then I send a message. And so now uh, Markham is half an hour south. So I've overshot it by half an hour. Now i got to go back half an hour. I've also wasted 25 minutes fucking standing in the lobby like a dummy. And gas and everything so, else. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't even give a fuck about the gas at this point. It's an hour and a half that I could have been chilling. Yeah. And now I'm just dicking around, looking at where I have to be before the show. And then, And then he sends me a message and says, Oh, sorry, bud. I was waiting for the contact to get back to me last night, and he never did. And the first thing the contact told me was he was like, that's crazy. I called Tony right away when we, you know, why did you lie, man? Yeah. I don't you know. know. Just I don't know. Once in a while, say, dude, I fucked up. My wife was making dinner, we smoked a big joint. I got the call. I totally
1: fucking forgot.
0: I'm sorry, man. Just yeah. once. Yeah. You know I know.
1: And that's why we want to just be it's not that we're looking to be better than anyone else. It's just that we're looking to treat the people we work with as human beings.
0: Well, then everybody should want to be
1: great at what you do. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, you know, strive for right. the best you can should be. always right? just want to be your best. Right? I wanted to get back to your comedy because I feel like you were always a good comic, but it just seems now that you're so remarkable. Thank you. What do you attribute that to? that success too. do you think it's just hammering it out on the road it's time man it's time on the road it's 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 being booked every weekend i noticed that you didn't let that outrageous customer last night get under your skin not at all um no i noticed that no matter the situation you were in because you were in some situations last night with that guy constantly interrupting, adding, trying to do your punchlines for you, even though you had better punchlines written. Yeah. And he's trying to do setups for jokes that don't exist. He's confusing the crowd once you get their attention. He's taking their attention away. No matter what he threw at you, you were always making it Positive, making fun of him. Mm. And I know, like, as a performer, that's m- one of my shortcomings is that would have derailed me. I would have told you that end guy end to fuck end right end off. lost I your lost shit. Lost my yeah. shit. I wouldn't put a bad vibe in the room, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew, I, could, I, I was like, wow, I was so impressed with oh, your composure.
0: Thanks, yeah. yeah, you um, you have a bit of a hot head. Oh, remember 100%. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, uh, not now. No. Not as much now. Kids oh, probably age. you. Age and kids. Kids, Age, I think having kids, humble, you, you become humble because you notice, hey, uh, why is nobody around me? Oh yeah, because I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> right. And and when you're sitting in a room by yourself, you go, I don't like this. Yeah. Maybe I'd like to have some people around me. Yeah. So but then I, you you reach out, you try to be kind and humble. And, I think I don't have children, but I uh, spent
0: when I mentioned I was in Toronto there last week a, f- a few times. I've, I've spent I spent time with a friend of mine named uh, Kim. She's a lovely friend of mine from high school. We were like uh, brother-sister. We li- we were neighbors in high school. We-, we went to the same college together. Somebody was always driving to the bar. We were like besties. And um, now she has like a seven-year-old boy that always sleeps with her anyway. So he I, I know there's always a- an empty room in Toronto for me. It's great. But um, hanging out with her son the other day, holy fuck. Like having a child must create so much patience because yeah. I wanted to break his fucking neck. You know what I mean? I you still want to break their neck. This necks, little
1: cocksucker. But you're just legally in a situation yeah. where you have to be a nice person. You have, fucking, you have to not kill them. Yeah, like they're sitting there eating your cereal. You just want to grab the back of their skull and just smash it against the table. And then it was like, oh, dude, it's like, I didn't do a fucking thing right, dude. So nice. How I drove,
0: where I was going, yeah. what I was what doing. What you're watching. How I paid. What, what you're what listening I, to.
1: Nothing was right. Everything becomes business. Disney PG, right? It has to. Or you'll fuck them up. Yeah. And then they'll grow up and be a comedian. Yeah. (laughs) And they'll be waiting in a hotel lobby. (laughs) Yeah. Just waiting for the fucking call from the coroner. Yeah, we uh, found
0: him dead in a hotel room.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I... Man, I just... I'm such a fan. Like, I've always been your friend. We are peers. Mm -hmm. But last night, I sat and I watched the entire show, which I don't normally do, and... I was so overwhelmed with emotion because I was like, man, like, you know, I don't consider like, you know, how it is with comedians. None of us are close Mm. because we're always far away. And then we kind of gather at a place because we have similar interests and but because we have that shared passion, there's somewhat of a bond created. There's always, but yeah. it's not like a, a regular friendship that you have with a guy down the street or someone you grew up with. Like it's a different yeah friendship. Yeah, and it's almost like uh,
0: like I was mentioning last night when two you see two two black guys notice each other in a fucking room. You know what I mean? Like the nod. Yeah, the you, nod. Have the, you have the understanding. We have we we know we both st- stood in in the hotel lobbies waiting for our. We both. Been on the road and thinking, another fucking white bread breakfast sandwich, here it comes. You know what I mean? We both (laughs) had bad coffee. We've both been to, you know, been to Nowhere, Saskatchewan, where you have a real key on the outside of the trailer and that's where you're staying
1: for the night. Freezing fucking cold. We both took off our hats when we entered the Legion at the Red Red Deer Legion (laughs) to do our show and, and, uh, you know, dealt with hoop and holler and drunks and everything. But I wanted to say, like, I felt, Pride and happiness. That I, I saw how well you handled the crowd, how uh, strong you are as a performer. It really—I was so happy for you. Thanks, buddy. You know what I mean? I was in Thunder Bay, and a dude rolled up on
0: us on a bicycle.
2: And
0: we were outside. We we're outside in the front, just like this, outside the, the club, having a smoke, and this dude rolls up. And he, he gets off his bike and he's like, yo, guys! Remember Sesame Street? <laughs> right? With the little fucking blue dude and the pink nose and be like,
1: want to buy an H? Right?
0: He rolled up on us like fucking Sesame Street. And he's like, you guys want some Tenderloin? I was, I was
2: like.
0: I might want some tenderloin,
2: but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hard no
0: tonight. Let's. was like bro what is tenderloin code for in Thunder Bay Ontario and, and he was like tenderloin he steals steak from the grocery store
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it on the fucking street you can't roll up on people with a raw meat. Can't say Stick on a
0: fucking barbecue at the least, right? Seven bucks, yeah, we'll throw 'em on. You know, to <laughs> pull it out of his pants? I it ninety eight point six
1: degrees. You don't want to throw a cold steak on the
2: barbecue.
1: Mean? <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, it's like someone you're rooting for. Yeah. Is you could tell that they're happy mm. and they're. Uh, I don't know. You're, you're just excellent at what you do. Thanks, like you buddy. are a professional comedian. I feel like
0: I've got it to the point right now in 22 years, I feel like I got it to the point where I can step on their necks for out of my 45, well, last night probably went more like an hour and 10 or something like that there. But I know now for about at least half of that set, Yeah, I can, I can drown them. In laughter, I can almost like I got to. I feel like I'm at the point where I'm strong enough that I can just fucking bury their heads and not give them a chance to breathe. Then there's I give them a breath and there's some and then you try to end strong after that you know because there has to be a little dip and dip and doodle but I'd like to I I really I don't know if at what point it'll happen but I'd like to just fucking kill them all you know what I mean and yeah. just never just never give them a chance and just do that set pa 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 and never stop and then in 50 minutes. You just fucking say good night, and everybody goes. Oh, Jesus Christ, what yeah. happened there? It's
1: levels, isn't it? What happened there? Like my level kind of spun out because I just got into different stuff, and I don't perform as much as I used to. I can kind of like occasionally touch the ceiling where you are, mm-hmm. but I can't. I can't stay up there it's because I need the. I there. need the practice. Yeah, you know oh, no, what I mean. You need so. But I see, like, the next-level comedians, and I can't even give examples right now, but, like... Well, Zed Locker is here next week, you know? Yeah, I don't know, Matt. Man, I honestly think you could stand shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with Zeddy at this oh, point. Oh, I know I can.
0: No, yeah. I know. I, yeah. I
1: believe... I believe that I can... Like, you've definitely achieved a a different level than when you and I palled around 15 years ago. But that's it. I mean, that's what 15 years does to you, right? Yeah. Man, it's a long But I'm a way better dad than you. Oh, you definitely are. Go hang with Uncle Albert. I would have murdered all the children. (laughs) But, uh, man, so great to to have this talk with you. And um, I wanted to tell you, you were interested. We were talking last night about... Uh, Stu Hughes, mm. and this guy puts on Funny Fest. Is that yeah. still going on? Yep,
0: it's still going on, and I've probably, because I know that obviously we're not going to see eye to eye on this. Like, uh, I know you you have a past with Stu, mm. and I I mean, I also know that Stu is a fucking interesting nutbag. You know what I mean? He's a bag of tricks. He definitely mm. has some emotional problems. He has, he has all kinds of things wrong with him. Mm. But, you know, I, I didn't know him in the days... When, when he attacked, cause I understand he attacked you and, uh, fucking hurt you. Apparently I seen the picture. It's pretty bad. Like he yeah. fucking, he got you pretty good. And the guy's a monster. He played professional hockey and, in, in, uh, he was a goon. You know what I mean? He was yeah. a fucking monster and he's a hothead. And I've, I've, I've seen him do some pretty ridiculous things. But he's never wronged me. Yeah. He's never it's kind of like we all have those comics that we know that everybody's like, oh fucking John Buellers this and that. And I'm like, I never had a problem with John ever. He's a fucking great guy to me. Mm. But I've never had oh Lars Caliu, fucking he mm. Oh, well then one day he slapped me. So I'm like, yeah, he's on the shit list now, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and then yeah. he fucking beat up his girlfriend. There's a lot of people that have so, mental instabilities right in this in this uh and I always wanted to find out because I know uh, when it comes around anniversary time, I always feel bad, dude. I always feel bad because I'm just—it's always that I book myself with Stu yeah. because what I'll always do—it's uh, midweek. I tell him like um, I book myself the weekends, and then yeah. mid midweek I can make another five hundred bucks. And you know what? It's—I understand that it. Isn't the best festival or anything like that, but dude, the people that are there, Sean Lacomber, Matt Billen, you know what I mean? Like some fucking great comics. Yeah. And we, Kelly Taylor, and we just were better than the stress. We're better than the stoop. What
2: the fuck? You got the fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So he's doing that he's freaking out at all so he's still he's still a hot to a head. certain still, degree yeah. but not as bad as he was yeah he, they did a old the, age
1: is mellowed him out oh
0: totally like it does all of us right and he did um does he still perform oh, too much yeah he and then he'll, <laughs> and he, he fucking, he'll do he'll say he's doing eight minutes and it's a set with fucking <laughs> 15 comics and he says that he's doing eight minutes and then he's fucking up there for 22 minutes and you're like, oh my Lord, I'm a
1: big comer. I got fuck it. And
0: like, oh my God, dude, what are we doing here? What are we doing? So one of the funniest things. Which is
1: why I don't perform too much. I don't, like, don't want to burn the room no. and everybody see me all the time.
0: One of the funniest things that happened is like a few years back, Stu was so fucking mad. They did a they did a, a documentary. If you ever have a chance, you would be interested just to see how, what a disaster it is. It's basically... It's called Chasing Squirrels, and it's a documentary on Stu in the festival that this guy put together. It's fucking hilarious. And at one point, I'm standing outside... You know Paul Custer? Yeah, I do know in, yeah. uh, Calgary. He's really nice. I so, like him. He's a great guy. I'm fucking standing outside uh, the whatever club... And it was the first time I'd ever met Stu, so... I came off a little hard, you know what I mean? Tommy, Tom, you know Tommy Savitt? No. He, he won, Tommy years ago won, uh, he won Seattle competition and he does this thing, He he's from Brooklyn, you know, but he does this thing where he's like uh, the Tommy Llama and he says all these ridiculous things, you know, like, uh, you should drink more water in the day, but don't forget. Vodka's mostly water. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not one of his jokes, but in, it, it's always this weird little misdirection things about yeah. enlightenment, and then he just like it's always just backwards, backwards thinking. Anyway, so Tommy like they'd be like, "Hey, what do you think of Stu Hughes?" And Tommy was like, "Stu, he's a special guy. You know." <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then when they Vodka's asked, mostly water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> When they ask me, I'm like, "That guy's a fucking nut. What is going on with this? this fucking
1: who's running?" This? At least you're honest, yeah, and yeah. he appreciates that. I like uh, And then uh, somebody said, "But also, me, he like he would not be physically intimidating to you. You're a big guy, you know." Ooh, Stu's still intimidating to me, man. You think so? Oh, he's still a big I guy. Mean, you, you look I'm like a big a guy. handle yourself. Stu's crazy.
0: Oh, I see the difference. I, the yeah. fucking behind the you eyes. Have some sanity. Just <laughs> like getting. It's like it was like when I got slapped. I got slapped by Car- Lars Caliu in a, it was a ridiculous situation. I fucking fucked up. I tapped his chin. It, he threw a bottle on a beach off of a boat. And I went, dude, we're in a hot tub. And I tapped him in the chin. I big brothered him. Yeah. Fucking. Then I looked to the other guy, Scott Balford's on the boat, all these comics. And then I'm looking like, God. And meanwhile, he stood up and then, kapow, I, he just bitch slapped me, man. And in that moment, People have said, like, you're a big guy. Why didn't you? No, nah, fucking dude's two, 240 pounds. He's standing over me. I'm in a hot tub where my ass is below my yeah. knees. I'm not in a position to fight here, you know? Yeah. And also, I'm sm- two guys that are over 220 pounds going at each other. It's no, there's no winner. Yeah. I just, at that moment, my lip was split. I was seeing stars. I was like, what the fuck just happened there? And I just, I, I, I instantly forgave him because I knew I ain't fighting crazy. That yeah. guy's fucking nuts. That He's dead. His eyes are dead. Yeah, and that's the look and that Stu... Stu has yeah. those shark eyes. Shark eyes. Totally, bud. And fuck that one time, the dude was doing the uh, one of the funniest things that happened during that. Stu was so mad. It ended up in the video... In the film, where the guy says uh, says to me, interview style outside the club, that Stu's back on stage and it's just horrible. And he goes, uh, how's Stu doing?" And I said, "He's up there committing suicide." Suicide.
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: And fucking Custard, <laughs> like, and then you see Custer go Stuicide! and then fucking hits me, and then oh, of course, and then we both laugh, and oh, then it's right in the film. Yeah. Stu is
1: at the movie theater, like. <sighs> He was so fucking <laughs> mad. He was so, fucking so um let me let me tell you the story. <gasps> yeah, what happened? You want the horse's mouth here I it do. is. So let me explain to you what happens to someone that is physically assaulted. What happens is they take your power away, they embarrass you, and they make you feel powerless. And and it it really was like just mortifying on that level and also remember I was 22 years old yeah. so I was very different Shane and he was a very different Stu mm. in a galaxy far far away right but me and Brett Martin agreed to do a show uh, at the uh, in, in British Columbia somewhere I feel like it was Cranbrook yeah it was there's a, there was a college there and Stu had set up this gig in a campus bar and Brett and I agreed to do the show for $80 each. Oh, my God, yeah. So <laughs> that's that'll confirm to you that this was a stew gig. Okay. So, <laughs>
0: and you were living in Van? Where, no, we were in
1: Calgary. We went from Calgary to Cranbrook for a combined total of $160. Wow. Right? That's how much we love comedy. Yeah, well, we've, so, all,
0: we've all taken the gig. We've yeah. all done the
1: gig. So we do this gig fine and fair, everybody laughs, we have a great time, we're we're all celebrating afterwards with beers, me, Stu, Brett, and a bunch of kids, and, you know, the night's going on, we're having a good time, he's like, oh, I'll buy you some pizza or wings, or something. he bought us something, right, to eat, right. so we're eating, and we're like, hey, Stu, like, can we get our money, we'd like to, you know, have some more beer, whatever the fuck, whatever we wanted our money, and he goes, oh, yeah, I'll pay you, I'll pay you. Well, it turns into from an hour to four hours to eight hours. Like it, it's going on all night, and we're like, Stu, like, pay us." And he's like, "Stop being a fucking bitch. I'll pay you when I want to pay you." Blah blah blah. Like, he starts getting aggressive. Right. So then we go back to the after party at this someone's dorm. I don't know. It's like a kind of like a hotel room, right? And we're there with uh, Stu and there's a few other people there, a couple chicks if I remember. Was he doing cocaine? No, not that I know of. No, okay. But I wouldn't know back then. Yeah. I had never, I didn't even know what coke jaw was or who, what cocaine. Right. Like I dated a girl who had a coke problem. I thought she had a small bladder. She was always going to the bathroom. Right. Right. That's how naive I was. Right. So. Because cocaine has never been
0: my thing, but I, I know that from time to time, and I think uh, Stu has certainly indulged in, I don't
1: know, you know what I mean? But anyway, moving on. So um, I was fed up. I said, Stu, it's time to pay us. I said, you got to pay us. And he's like, I'll fucking pay you when I'm good and ready. And it just escalated. And I was like, you know what, man? I said, if you don't fucking pay us right now, I said, I'm going to tell everybody that I run into what a piece of shit you are. And that you don't fucking not pay your comedians. I said, I will let everyone know that you don't pay comedians. I said, I don't think you want that shit. And he fucking just went apeshit. Like, wow. he started charging you at me. You tapped the dog. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> tapped his chin. So I fucking, I, well, I was calling him on his bullshit, right? For sure. But, um, so he charged at me. I picked up a chair like a lion tamer, trying to hold him back. And he fucking swiped that chair like oh, it was baby bear, furniture. He's a, bear. he's a bear. Just like it was fucking baby furniture like nothing. And then he fucking punched me once. I fell on the floor, Uh, I was curled up in the fetal position in front of a sink, and he kicked me in the head seven times with work boots. Holy
0: shit.
1: What the
2: fuck, eh? On
1: the seventh kick, Brett Martin jumped on his back, he threw Brett Martin like a rag doll, I got up and scrambled, and uh, when we got outside, Brett called the cops, the cops came, Uh, they manipulated us, because I wanted Stu charged, but they were like... The judge is going to throw this out as a couple of drunk kids fighting, blah, blah, blah. And by the time I got back to Calgary and changed my mind, uh, Calgary police were like, you can't do anything. you got to go back to Cranbrook right. and foul with their police. And, and so after that, um, and it was a bad time, it was uh, 1999 and... Uh, it was, so it was around New Year's, and my girlfriend dumped me on New Year's when I asked her to marry me on New Year's right Eve. Right on. I so just, things are going good. Things were really terrible at that moment, and I had this beautiful moment with Marcus Bobia. I don't know if you know Marcus I know Marcus, Marcus very well. We're sitting together, and I was explaining my tale of woe, how I just got my ass handed to me, like I almost fucking... I feel like I almost was killed, and uh, I'm sitting there, and I i have this pack of XL gum, and I pop out my last piece and it just falls on the floor in front of me. And I was just like, could have done without that.
0: <laughs> but So everybody wants to know that's listening to the podcast. Yeah. Did you get your 80 fucking
1: bucks? The cop drove him to the bank machine. Right. And then he came back with our cash. Right, the cop mediated. Yeah, he was like, "What was this argument over?" So Stu came back, paid us the cash, and then acted like nothing happened. Said, "So if you guys want to ride back to Calgary tomorrow, I'm leaving at How whatever time." did you boys time. get back? The bus. Or bus. Was? Yeah, and we spent the ticket was like sixty five bucks. 65 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what? On a serious note, what happened was, um, up until like last year, I have had psychotic dreams about killing him. I've dreamt about grabbing rebar and breaking his knees. Right, right. And and then when he's on the ground saying, Look who's looking down on you now. Right, right, right. Like I've had he made you feel I, small. I mean, I wanted to kill him. Yeah. I wanted to burn his house to the but ground. That's not good for you, pal. You, you know, I've I've harbored hatred for so long. Yeah. But you know, that that's just something that's wrong with me. And the combination of everything that happened. Like, I've done my best and I have to really work hard on not, you know, and every once in a while it'll slip and I'll post that picture and I'll you know what this yeah, is yeah, about, yeah. And, you know. Yeah. But it's just like over the years that hatred has just dissipated because just time has well, gone say, by. I was going to
0: say, time heals, right? Yeah. But uh, that, that's something you got to let go for sure. Do you know
1: how he feels about it?
0: I have no clue. I've never brought him up. I never. I've hmm. never had the conversation. But now I think I will. Yeah, so, you're uh, a friend of his, sort of. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of. You know what I mean? Like we do <laughs> as, uh, as
1: much friends as you can be. Right. Yeah. With, a,
0: with a psychotic bear, you know. Like uh, he's. Um, but he does. Uh, he, it's funny because I know him well enough that I I know under the crazy he actually does have a good heart. Like that he's not a bad. It is soul, he's not a bad human being. Hmm. But I think uh, he certainly. Has matured in the last because w- when I did that first festival, when I first went to Calgary ten years ago or whatever, it was a lot more crazy than it is today. Yeah, like he's still wigs out. He's still like he has very. He has a he has I issues. even like
1: like I even I for for about ten years after it happened, I was like, I hope Funny Fest doesn't work. Right. I fucking hated everyone that performed at Funny Fest. Right. I was like, what? Why aren't How you, can you support this? guy? Why, right. why aren't you supporting me? But then right. I you know, over time I'm thinking, well, fuck, if you needed to pay the rent and you needed the money and you needed to perform at this festival, what would you do? You'd be conflicted. You'd be yeah. in the same kind of boat, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, there's, it, there's a lot of emotion attached to it. I guess. Yeah. But you know, I'm 43 years old. It was 20 some years ago. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I don't we know if I'd different. ever forgive him. We but were all different.
0: You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, certainly <clears throat> raising your hands to anybody never is the right move and uh, we've all been in situations that you know could easily escalate and that was wrong on every level but it's one of those things you know you have to look at it and maybe say to yourself like what did i bring to the table like why how you know how how dickish was i when i said fuck dude i'll i'm going to tell and then you yeah. you threatened him and then he didn't take that very <laughs> he
1: didn't like well it. <laughs> <laughs> but also like you know
0: and he's yeah. an emotion. He's emotionally, he's an infant. He's uh, yeah. he's a child emotionally. Yeah. So him doing that, like the only recourse for him and his his uh, his brain was to come at you with his fist. He just
1: wanted to get out of that situation, mm-hmm. and he and that's the only way he so knew how to deal yeah. with anything. I know yeah. I've
0: heard of stories of him fucking fighting with his brother, just two big guys fucking in the office going at it, like just nutty shit. Yeah. He's never he's never wronged me in that way, but I could see. How stuff would get out of control with that guy because yeah. he
1: is out of control. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't want him to die anymore. You know, that's a good that's good for you. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> good to let some shit
2: go. Just ah, just
1: mentally, you know, like yeah. for me, like I just let it go because what good would come of him being harmed? Right. No good would come of it. It yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't change the fact that I was harmed. No. You no, know what no, I mean? No. So so I'm machine. in a I'm in a different place mentally now, and um, so, you know, and I'm I'm glad there's another gig over there. You know, like, I mean, at least if he was a piece of shit, which I'm not saying he necessarily is, at the time I thought he was, mm-hmm. he created something good. Yep, he's put a lot of people on stage. And, he's paid a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, He's not paid a lot of people, too, but he's paid a lot of I people. I think for the most part Monica he's... Jordan, he still owes $10,000, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Ten thousand. He just he just took someone's life savings and uh, walked away. But yeah, that's fine. You know. Never heard that. But... Yeah, talk to Monica Jordan. Oh really? So you know, it's just like I don't know. I don't like. I see someone who has taken advantage of people, who has harmed people, but I mean, wh- what do you do with that? You say, ah, oh, I'm gonna hate him forever. You know, yeah. Like, no, it's best. It's just, exhausted
0: let, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just best. And I always feel so conflicted when you post that picture and I'm like, oh, I just came out of this fucking festival and we had a good time, had beers with a guy. And then I see what he
1: did to a buddy of mine. And it's like, god oh, it makes me sick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I would say to anybody, you know, take, take the money and do the gig, you know, like, yeah. Uh, but I won't be doing that gig, no, because <laughs> <not>. <laughs> I'd be too scared of him. Right? It's
0: just like yeah. I'll never work with Lars Calliou. He, he wronged me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't, I don't hold. I've heard that. I've heard him in different situations. Yeah, he's assaulted a few people, and me included. And then uh, after he did me, uh, sounded sexual. Uh, <laughs> after he slapped me, uh, he was in um, like uh, a band for one of the. Jasper or whatever, and uh, assaulted his girlfriend. Oh, shit. In the street, and a under... Not undercover, but an off-duty cop went to intervene. He assaulted him. He hit him in the melee. So um, he was actually supposed to be... This is like... This is... Welby Santos got beat down by him. Welby kind of deserved it. But... uh, I love Welby, though. Yeah? Yeah? No, no. Welby wronged him. Welby... There was something going on, I think, with, like, uh, Lars was cheating on his girlfriend, and Welby... People knew, but the girlfriend didn't know, and then Welby posted something that made it all very fucking apparent, and it wasn't his place. You know what I mean? Like, you you don't have to out the guy. He'll be outed eventually, but he made it very... And then, anyway.
1: He was asking for a fight.
0: He was asking for a, hey, how you... And then he turned around and ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it was right in the yuck yucks, apparently. That's how that went down. Anyway. Fucking... Old stories, but yeah. anyway, yeah, it, it's sad when uh, people get aggressive, and I think I think in this world, you know, I'm sure if you talk to any comic across the states, across can't, wherever, I'm sure everybody has stories like this, because there's a lot of fucking maladjusted people in this world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's, there's a lot of full-on nutbars, man. There's a lot yeah. of fucking weirdos in yeah. this world, you know? Like, and I've, ah, man, I could bring up stuff to... It's, uh, it's just up to us, I guess, to you know, try to take what's good out of it Yeah. and not get hung up because, I mean, it's taken me a long time just to sort of accept what happened, mm-hmm. but um, at this point, I think that I have no ill will towards uh, towards Stu, um, and I, th- I think maybe the, all of that happened so that I could learn that lesson too, Yeah, you know? So anyway, um, before you go, before we go, I wanted to talk about um, your album, Guns and Yoga. Mm-hmm. I have it on Spotify. It's fantastic. Thank you. So um, you can get it digitally. Uh, yeah. Do you have a website or uh, yeah. way people can reach out to you? You can
0: uh, you can find me at um, www.andrewalbert.info and. Um, it, I think that I haven't updated the, the damn website in so long but I can send you a physical copy with the download card signed a few people reached out and I just put them in the mail for 20 bucks um, you can get them live at the shows uh, I'll always take a picture with people and sign the albums and it's been great for me man you know because that's uh you know that's um that's some good tax-free dollars right there. Right? <laughs> well, you, you you need you need it to get the hustle, you. right? It yeah. it's good gas money. Um, it's been great. That first album, I went my first album, I went through fifteen hundred copies. That's amazing. Fifteen hundred. That's that's great. Uh, yeah. I couldn't believe the day I was calling the place back after I'd, I'd gone through my first five hundred and I was ordering a thousand. I was like, this is crazy. Will I sell them all? Yeah, and then you do. And, and, on, then, and yeah, yeah like, that's holy awesome. Fuck. But right now, I'm starting to. I think we've hit the wall with the CD. Obviously, the piece of plastic. It, it, even for my last album, people were saying, "What are you doing? You're ordering." I went through 1,500 of them. You know, I think people still just want the actual. It's something. It's something tangible, and then they get a download card with it. I've, I've even seen guys get uh, vinyl press. Vinyl, but that's Zetlacker got a few vinyl press, but it's expensive, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. To, you, like if you were if you sold it for 40 bucks, 45 bucks, that would be your cost. Yeah, right? yeah. So with things like that, like I, I've been kicking around the idea, like your hat right there, like a trucker hat, the Guns and Yoga logo yeah. was pretty sweet on it. Yeah. I got some t shirt a couple t-shirts made, but just for me, I don't want to travel with all the stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. A girl did, I had the t-shirt on the other day and a girl did ask me if she could buy one, but... Um, you know, just to travel with a hockey bag. It's
1: a good way to diversify your income. I, I oh, know certainly. I've sold a few CDs over time.
0: Certainly, certainly, certainly. But yeah. I just, I want to figure out maybe a fridge magnet for five bucks or something. You know what I mean? Just yeah. little things.
1: So Guns and Yoga. Right. Where did you record it?
0: That was at the club in Calgary. That's where I recorded oh, both, nice. of my, both of my That's albums. of a beautiful club. And uh, I had a, a great sound guy out there. Uh, Darren Gilbert did it. And this, uh, it actually, there was some hum on the site for the album and uh, there's a dude that remastered it in Montreal he's fucking brilliant this guy Paul Edwards Paul Edwards I think it was his last well, you guys this crowd looks like you relatively have your shit together right? <laughs> no there's a lot of bad drugs in this fucking country right now there's a lot of bad there's a lot of bad drugs going on and i you know yeah there are some towns. Ta- i see some towns yeah. that you just like they need to sit down you know what i mean like garbage fucking Dartmouth, Nova Scotia needs a fucking intervention right now. It's like, Dartmouth, listen, the bad drugs aren't working out for you. To <laughs> talk to somebody about that. I see so many fucking. I don't know. See, the thing is, I don't know how you do, and it's it's a societal problem, man. But I don't know how you do meth for the first fucking time, right? We all remember our first joint in high school. It was Jason. It was always fucking Jason.
1: Right? And he was like, bro, you want to fucking hit
2: this? And you're like,
0: I trust this transaction as you have all of your teeth. (laughs) How does some fucking method convince a buddy? Like,
2: bro, (laughs) you got to try this shit. <laughs> he's working on 50 percent of the teeth that he started with, and the ones that are there are hanging on
0: for dear fucking life. He's got scabs, He's fucking shaky. Like, oh,
2: you want to fucking it? This is amazing. You want to fucking it? And dude's like, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? His teeth. Look like at his fucking teeth. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea.
0: Same. Anyway. Uh, he was great. Remastered the thing, and um, and it's been now. It's on Spotify. It's on XM. I finally got finally getting the royalty checks
1: from XM, dude. I got wow. my first one. That I got every, one.
0: Isn't that the best?
1: Yeah, and it was for a little tiny blurb I did twenty years ago that I almost forgot about. Right, a surprise. And check. a buddy of mine showed me how to do the uh, application or whatever, yep. and uh, I got a nice check one day. I tell you what, bud, uh, especially for yourself.
0: I would uh, get a sound guy and record your material. Yeah. You could record it over a few nights. I mean, you got the club there. Like, you know what I mean? For sure. Get get her done, Shane. Because, uh, uh, and then Ben Miners, the the guy at uh, XM, he's been very good for Canadian comedy. And, uh, you know, when you catch a, a quarterly check for two grand, I was like, "What? You know, like that's great." And a lot of guys are making a lot more than that. Like I've heard, I one of the boys. I uh, won't, won't use his name. Uh, I don't know if it's proper to talk about monies like that, but whatever. But he's he's on the American channels, and he's catching
1: ten grand a quarter. Wow, that's good. That's good scratch. Forty grand a year, bro. <laughs> but your album is guns and yoga. Yeah. And people can hear it now, Spotify, iTunes, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And you are Andrew Albert on social media. Yes, people I am. People want to reach out to you and, and grab a physical copy. They're welcome to do that. And they can see all of your tour dates, 52 weekends last year. Uh, 48, pro- yeah, 48, 48 out of 52, yeah. Yep, and probably this year you're going to be doing 100, so. Uh, <laughs> 107, but, I think <laughs> I'm booked for. You know, it's No problem. I, I hope you have uh, your oil changed and uh, your yeah. tires. Uh, pumped up and sure. everything is good,
0: man. Well, everything thank is
1: good. thank you for stopping here on your uh, Canadian tour. And bro,
0: thank you for having me. You know what I mean. Uh, every everywhere we can hang our hat, I look forward to doing this once a year with you, or once every uh, eighteen months or whatever. And we'll
1: because I got family in New Brunswick. Well, I? you're you're a, it's an easy decision. I know we're going to have you at least annually because. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got a small fan base that's growing constantly. Yeah, it's mixing in. There were people that weren't our regulars last night, and a girl even said, "Like I follow him everywhere," yeah. which kind of alarmed me. Yeah, I was yeah, a little yeah. bit worried for you. <laughs> I know, she's sitting in the turns out thing. she was a fan. Thank God. Yeah. And when, <laughs> yeah, and when she had that fan, po-
0: the fan picture in the end, like she nuzzled a little too. She, yeah, <laughs> she
1: wanted to smell you. It was. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you're, but as a comedian, you're like, "I'll take it. I'll yeah, take yeah, this yeah. is my fan. I'll yeah, take exactly. it." <laughs> Thanks for doing it, man. Thanks, brother. Cheers. Have a great day, man.